I am super excited for this two-game slate on Friday. We have Sacramento, Golden State, and Memphis and the Lakers. Big money up top, the usual 100K to first. Welcome. My name is DK. Again, we'll be breaking down the two-game slate uh, for DFS. I also make content for Prize Picks and Know House Advantage. Prize Picks, they are the sponsor of the video. You can use the code DKDFS for 100% match up to $100. I have a link down below. If you're not familiar, it's a player pop site. We build two, three, four, five, up to six player props and can win up to 25 extra money. They have every single sport you can think of. You can mix and match sports. So again, if you want to give it a try, make sure to use that code. And if you're looking for more in-depth content for DFS or more picks or prize picks, you can check my Patreon linked in the description. Had a phenomenal day on prize picks today. Full swept the board. Uh, love to see that's open to keep that going for tomorrow. Also be posting ladder challenge day two on Twitter uh, tomorrow too. Uh, but let's recap my lineup here from tonight from the showdown slate. So I played very light tonight. I just played a couple uh, tournaments and did cash in both. Um, so I went to Trey Young captain with Tatum. Went to low owned Horford who paid off in a big, big way as well as Brogdon. Um, and then Bogdanovich was a little bit disappointing. And then uh, Okongwu to round it out. So, you know, I ate some chalk at the top, but, you know, my value plays were a bit lower owned. Okongwu, Bogdanovich in the 20% range, as was Horford. And Brogdon barely over 30%. So um, I left a little bit of money on the table as well. Um, so I felt like I had a relatively unique lineup. Um, but yeah, still solid day overall. Like I didn't put much action in, but um, full swap of the Warren Price picks made, what, like $300 profit there or something like that. And uh, made a little bit of money on DraftKings too. So um, that's a recap of everything. Oh, one more thing too is uh, I, I took a lot of heat for the Dylan Brooks thing. Um, well, number one, I think, uh, you know, I joke around a lot. I obviously know that Dylan Brooks is awful. He sucks, right? Like, we know that. Like, everyone knows Dylan Brooks is awful. But here's the thing, right? I play bad players in DFS all the time. If they're underpriced and they're going to see minutes, yeah, like, I don't care if they suck. I, I, like I said, I play awful players all the time in NBA DFS. Um, if a player's underpriced, I'm willing to go there. So, um, yeah, that, that I just wanted to mention that, but all right, let's, uh, let's talk about this two game slate. So we'll start off with Sacramento and Golden State and on the Sacramento side, uh, you got Sabonis at 8.9 K. Uh, I think it's a fine play. I don't love it. Don't hate it. We really haven't seen the ceiling game from him this series. And again, the offense not running through him as much. They're, they're just running more through Fox and through Monk. So right now I'd say Sabonis a little bit more of a contrarian play, not auto play, but I would say more of a GPP play. Where Fox is the guy I like uh, better, um, even with uh, the broken finger, still one for 50 fans points last game. He should play probably low 40s minutes, but 42 minutes last game. So I'm very high on Fox once again. And then you get the tricky part of the like wings slash like Malik Monk, right? So Monk at 5'5", I think is a solid tournament play. Um, you know, so far in the series, he's played 29, 31, 25, 28, and 29 minutes. So the least he's played so far is 25 minutes. Again, this team does need offense behind Aaron Fox, and Monk's kind of been that guy. So he's probably the guy I feel the best about of these secondary plays. Barnes is just there. Like, he's going to get the minutes. I don't really see the ceiling for him, but I don't really think he'll kill you. And then you get to Herder or Murray. Most likely, one of these guys will be benched. Um, it's It was Murray early on in the series. It's been Herder recently, so... Both guys are only, you know, GPP only plays for me. 4-6 for Herder, 4-3 for Murray. If you can guess right on which one will close, I think that, you know, they'll have a good game. So like if, if you told me for sure that Keegan Murray closed and played 30 minutes, then I would be firing him up at 4-3. But you could also get, like, what you saw early in the series where you play 16 minutes against benched. So that's the tricky part with those guys. 
I don't know if I get to anyone else. I mean, Davion Mitchell will be in the rotation. We'll be probably out there to close to defend Steph Curry. Um, I mean, he'll see mid-20s minutes. You'll see a little bit of Lyles, a little bit of Lyon. I don't really know if it's necessary to go there on the slate. I guess if I had to pick one, it would be Trey Lyles since he's got the power forward eligibility. Uh, but yeah, let's move on to Golden State. Now, Golden State, you guys knew I was extremely high in all the Golden State mid-range, and basically they all smashed last slate. Uh, once again, I like the Golden State mid-range quite a bit. I think Steph at 9-4 is fine. Um, you know, we know he has the highest ceiling. He can go for 60-plus anytime he touches the court. So I have no issue going to spend up for Steph, but this is the sweet spot again for me. Wiggins, Clay, Draymond, Looney, Poole. Um, Wiggins playing close to 40 minutes a night. I think he's a very, very safe option. Clay Thompson dealt with a bit of foul trouble, lost some minutes, um, but he should play, you know, high 30s minutes if he stays out of foul trouble. Draymond coming off the bench should see low 30s minutes. He's a guy that has played really well last couple games. He's been looking for a shot a bit more offensively. 21 points for Draymond last game. That's the most points I've seen him score in a long, long time. And then Kavon Looney. No one wanted him last night. He continues to just smash, continues to play well defensively on Sabonis, and continues to stuff a stat sheet. So, yeah, I'm very high in the Golden State mid-range again. Jordan Poole, if he continues to start, I think is solid. Um, the least confident in his minutes. I only saw 23 minutes last game, but still only 5.4K makes him viable. Um, they said they were going to play Gary Payton more last game, and it was looking like he's in a DNP. Then he checked in kind of late in the second quarter. I ended up playing 16 minutes total. So um, I think he's an okay punt play. I don't know if great, like I don't feel great, uh, super confident about his minutes, but cheap with a nice eligibility. Um, David Chenzo will see a little bit of run too. I think he's similar to Gary Payton. And maybe you see a minute or two for Bodie or Kamingo, but not enough for me to get to those guys. And then Memphis uh, and Golden or Memphis and the Lakers, the late game. Uh, it's do or die time here for the Grizzlies. So I'm expecting huge minutes for the big three of Ja, Triple J, Bain. I think all three, assuming no foul trouble, play 40 plus minutes. Um, ja, probably my favorite spend up. Um, you know, he was like 70% owned this game and he shot really bad. And then because of that bad game, no one played him last, uh, last late. I got him at like single digit ownership and he went crazy going from 60 fancy points. Um, so I like job once again. I think he's one of my favorite spinups on this small slate. Triple J, if he stays out of foul trouble, does feel a little bit too cheap. Should play around 40 minutes if he does stay out of foul trouble. And Desmond Bain has really turned it on last couple games. 47, 43 minutes for the last couple. He's playing massive minutes. 50 bomb back-to-back games. So um, I think Bain might get the most ownership because of those recent games. But yeah, I think the big three looks really good here for Memphis. Xavier Tillman only played 31 minutes last game. Did... Uh, Botch a couple easy layups, but I think he's a relatively safe play in the mid-range. He's one of their better defenders. He can defend AD, can defend LeBron, so I think he's pretty safe. And Brooks has been horrific, um, especially as chalk last late. He shot awful. I think that's going to lower the ownership on him. But if you give him mid-30s minutes, like you can't expect him to continue to shoot like 20% from the field. Like he's gonna have if this like he's gonna have a decent shooting game here and there, right? And if you get this game where he shoots like against New Orleans, like he can go for 40 plus. So um, I know he's been awful, and I know everyone hates Dylan Brooks, and no one likes him, but he's still cheap, uh, in my opinion. It's still firmly in play for me. I don't care. You got a short-term memory. I don't care what happened last game. Right? does not matter to me whatsoever. I know he's been awful shooting this series. Don't care, right? Literally plays no effect on how I'm going to approach this slate, and that's what you have to do if you want to be a successful DFS player. You cannot have bias like that, right? You just have to forget what happened last slate and move on. Not saying I'm going to play Dylan Brooks, but I think he's still a good value play. Um, Tyus Jones is 3.9. I mean, his minutes have been down. He's not really playing much alongside Ja. Nar is an intriguing one. I mentioned this in the Patreon stream last night, how I liked him as a pivot off of chalk Dylan Brooks because 
no one was playing Kennard. He was like 0.5% owner. He was protected for no ownership. And Dylan Brooks was massive chalk. And I was like, all right, there's a couple outs here. Number one, Luke Kennard plays really well, shoots well off the bench and extend him. Or Dylan Brooks gets in foul trouble because Brooks is in foul trouble almost every game. Um, and Kennard was playing really well. Then he got in foul trouble and then he got injured. So if he's available, I think he's an intriguing tournament play. Um, because he's a guy that can provide that shooting for Memphis. So I, I definitely have interest in Kennard if he's available. If he's not available, you probably see a little bit of run for Conchar, a little bit of run for Roddy. Aldama will see a little bit of run to 3.3K. Those guys are all punt plays. Um, so, yeah, no real strong takes there. And finally, the Lakers, you got LeBron and AD, 10-1 and 10-2. I think both look solid. I wouldn't call either a must-play. You know, seen a couple of big games from AD in the series. You've seen a couple of big games from LeBron in the series. Pick between the two is a little bit tough. So um, no real super hot takes there with those two guys. I like them both. Um, Reeves, I think, will be the most popular play in the Lakers, as he should be, in my opinion. A 5.8K still should play high 30s to low 40s minutes. But 40 minutes last game, even in a blowout. Um, he's stuffed in the stash. He's playing extremely well. I like Reeves a good amount. Uh, D'Lo at 5.7, I think, is solid. Um, you know, if he plays well, can play a little bit more. We have seen his minutes get limited a bit uh, at times, but... A um, little bit lower floor than Reese, but a similar ceiling in my opinion. Rui Hashibor, more of a contrarian play. He's finally not shooting 75% from the field, and look what he's done last couple games, right? So I um, still think he's playable, but um, I would just rather get to D'Lo or Reese for a little bit more. Vanderbilt should see around 20 minutes. I mean, he's a fair value play. Schroeder should see around 20 minutes as a fair value play. He was really bad last slate. Don't care, right? I would be fine going back to him at 3.5K. You will get games at times where Schroeder will close. Like two games ago, he played 30 minutes. So definitely have some interest in him at that price point. And then I wanted to mention this. I think the Lakers might switch up their rotation here. Roy Brown and Malik Beasley have played awful this series. Just awful. I have a slight hunch you might see a little bit of Lonnie Walker. Now, this is a really high risk. But Lonnie Walker did check in there late in the fourth quarter of the game, played five minutes before garbage time, right? Before it was over. So I just want to mention, I don't think I'll be able to pull the trigger in my single entry, but in a large field tournament, a little sprinkle of Lonnie, right? Because if he's, if he's in the rotation over like Beasley or Troy Brown, and he gets like 10, 15 minutes at no ownership, never know, right? So I, I, did, like, I think you might see some Lonnie Walker tomorrow. Um, but yeah, so that's going to wrap it up for the video guys. As always, I appreciate, uh, you guys for watching. Uh, I'll be have the prize picks video up after this. And then again, I'll be tweeting out a ladder challenge day two tomorrow as well. So, um, yeah, enjoy the rest of your night ready for Friday's slate and, uh, we'll see you all in the next one.